0: We've seen a lot of good
1: come from the Movement Control Order in Malaysia. In spite of all the restrictions, we've seen God bring humanity closer, families spending more time together, and kind hearts giving to the less fortunate. We have many things to thank God for, especially for all the frontliners, from doctors to nurses to admin staff and the cleaners. As the number of infections and deaths gradually drop, restrictions begin to loosen, we place our hope and trust in His mercy, as we present this song, "Betapa Hatiku," from the Catholics at Home Virtual Choir.
0: Betapa hatiku, beterima kasih Tuhan, ku. Kau milik-Mu Hanya ini Tuhan hidupku, Ku sembah-Mu Sepinaku hidupku Diwarnai raga-Mu Takkan kulepiki Harta kekayaan Yang sungguh ada Persemahan. Hanya karya diriku pada roh-Mu ku mau satu oh persembahan karya diriku setara i uh-huh.
1: That was really nice. That was really wonderful. Most of us have been keeping track of how long we have been confined in our homes during MCO. But have you been keeping track of how many days it's been since we celebrated Easter? Yes, tomorrow would be the 50th day of Easter, which means it is Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost, as we all know, is the celebration of when the Holy Spirit came upon the Apostles, the Blessed Virgin Mary and the first followers of Jesus. So why is that important to us Christians? Today, Catholics at Home speaks to Deacon Clement Samuel for a deeper meaning of this great event and how we can prepare to celebrate Pentecost. Hello and welcome to our Saturday morning live show, which is produced in collaboration with the Catholic Research Centre in Kuala Lumpur. My name is Kachang Kevin and I'm joined by Father Clarence Devadas. Good morning, Father.
2: Good morning, Kevin.
1: How are you? I'm very well. Thank you, Father. Now, uh, for some of the viewers, they might know know that uh, Father Clarence is a big football fan, a supporter of Manchester United. (laughs) So many fans and Liverpool fans can give Father Clarence some love. Just type in the comments. (laughs) I don't know what you want to type in the comments. But Father, we've seen some uh, football being uh, restarted in Europe. So maybe we can have some uh, live action in a few weeks.
2: Yeah, project restart is being called uh, at least in the uk Uh, Uh, looking forward to it we pray for the safety of everyone i think that's the most important thing yeah Mm -hmm. as much as people would like to go back to the football season but i think safety is of great importance to everyone let's pray that you know everyone is safe during this time
1: Yeah. And also in uh, my introduction, uh, we have uh, Reverend Deacon Clement Samuel with us today. Uh, Deacon had recently made a five-part video series about Pentecost on his YouTube channel. So we are definitely going to have a lot to talk about today. Good morning, Deacon Clement. How are you?
3: All right. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Morning, Deacon. morning, Deacon. De- Deacon, I,
1: I had a peek at uh, your Facebook page and I think recently you had a post uh, re- remembering your time with
3: the Pope. You Did you actually meet Pope Francis? Uh, yes, uh, uh, four years back when I went for the uh, International Deacons Conference in Rome and uh, there were over 2,000 Deacons there but I happened to be the only Deacon from Asia. So they wow. chose me to be one of the reps to meet up the Pope face-to-face. <laughs> so it wow. was a privileged moment.
2: <laughs> nice. That was nice. Uh-huh. What did you say to
3: him? Yeah. Or, you? or uh, what did he say to <laughs> you? <laughs> you know, I just say <laughs> I put into your hands the aspirations and all the desires of the people of Malaysia. <laughs> yeah.
1: Fantastic. <Wow>. Fantastic. <laughs> So uh, now, Deacon, before we get into uh, Pentecost and the Holy Spirit, maybe uh, we could get to know you a little bit better. Tell us uh, where you're from.
3: Yeah, I'm from uh, Taiping, uh, Perak. Uh, I was born there in 1957, um, got married in 1982. I have uh, two kids, uh, a son and a daughter. Both of them are married and staying in Kuala Lumpur. Uh, I've been serving as a Deacon now for... Uh, maybe uh, five and a half years now uh, so it uh, but before that I was uh, working uh, full-time with the with the Catholic charismatic covenant community for about 30 years in Taiping that community was based in Taiping uh, and um, so after serving for many years and then one day about uh, uh, about year, eight years back I uh, Bishop Sebastian asked me uh, how about thinking about becoming a deacon? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So then uh, I started praying and uh, seeking the Lord. Uh, I was thinking of uh, what answer to give Bishop. Uh, What way can I say no to him? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But as I was going and thinking and thinking, I couldn't find a reason to say no, (laughs) except uh, slowly the conviction that maybe after 30, 30 years serving in this uh, uh, movement and this common community, maybe God was asking me to move to another area of ministry in the church. So after going for a retreat and for a 6 months program in the Philippines, uh, and then also another retreat, uh, finally I made the decision to accept this call. It <laughs> came oh, nice. actually from the bishop, uh, but I believe that it's God, God's call. <laughs> mm.
2: And you accepted I, the call. I, I, yeah, I remember when, yeah. I mean, even as a seminarian, I remember, uh, you know, you were very involved in the in the service team, the Dyson service team. Uh, yes, you know, uh, did, yeah. did different things for many years. I remember that.
3: Yeah, I was uh, working in the uh, Dyson and then the Peninsula Malaysia service team, and about uh, seventeen years, I was editor of *Inspiritu*.
2: That's right. Uh, yeah, uh,
3: the Charismatic Renewal Magazine of Malaysia. Um, and also, I think uh, I was also involved in coordinating the uh, 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 the mines uh, charismatic convention uh, that was held in 2003. Now. Uh, so after that convention, that's how I became the chairman of PMST for three years <laughs> yes
2: uh, I remember being there in the mines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic.
1: Uh, so, uh, Deacon is from typing. I'm sure uh, if any viewers uh, watching us now are from typing, please let us know. Let us know that you're from typing. In fact, we want to know uh, where everybody is from. So, you know, if you're watching this right now, Just let us know where you're from or tell us uh, which parish uh, you belong to. we just like to know and uh, get a sense of uh, where our viewers are and uh, we can engage with them. And later on, uh, during our discussion, if you have any questions for Deacon Clement uh, regarding Pentecost and the Holy Spirit, well, you know, just post your questions there. We'll get them on to uh, Deacon and and get his answers for you, all right? So just get going, get typing in there. We like to engage with our listeners, especially. That's why we, we are doing this live show, not a recorded show, a live show. So you can get involved
2: with our show at uh, Catholics at Home. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, now that uh, in this MCO, we can connect with each other from different places, from the comfort of our of our, of our homes and our rooms. So we have yes. one from KL, one from Subang Jaya, and all our viewers from you know where else, different, different places they are coming from. Uh, so it's amazing. So I think in, in some ways, it shows that the Holy Spirit transcends space and time. Uh, uh you know uh we can be, we can be connected in in such a wonderful way yeah i think it's, it's a great thing uh to be able to do this this morning
1: yeah and, and also father for for you know when we have like uh, during pentecost especially you know the the weeks leading up to it, there's always uh, talks and sessions and some people might give the excuse like oh and uh there's no parking in that place you know when i come you know i'll sit at the back and all that no excuses now. You don't need to park. You've got the best seat in the house, which is your house. So, you know, right. no excuses. <laughs> All right, maybe we can get started, uh, Father Clarence, um, you know, uh, with uh, Deacon Clement. Uh, let's just begin. Uh, uh, we celebrated Ascension uh, not too long ago. Uh, why did Jesus give us the Holy Spirit, Deacon?
3: Okay, uh, uh, that, that is a question that I've been uh, reflecting uh, for at least the last uh, 45 years. <laughs> because uh, uh, in 1974, when I was in Form 5, uh, I was attending a school uh, school leavers camp. And during that camp, I went uh, to the Grotto one day, all by myself. And I was asking Our Lady to uh, pray for me that I may experience the Holy Spirit. <laughs> The reason why I made that prayer was uh, I was at that particular period uh, attending a Life in the Spirit seminar also, like first Life in the Spirit seminar. And uh, so I was uh, a week away from the that particular seminar where they pray for the Holy Spirit. So in a week before, I was already asking Our Lady, please uh, uh, pray for me that I may experience the Spirit. And uh, what happened was... Uh, I remember at that moment, uh, just opening up my mouth and saying some words because Sister Cyril was conducting the seminar. You say, you just open your mouth and babble something. Probably the Holy Spirit will give you the gift of tongues. (laughs) So I started uh, opening my mouth and saying something. And I just felt like my mouth was moving. But I was not sure whether it was a gift of tongues. But what happened was after I walked away from the grotto, I was overwhelmed with the spirit of joy. I was like, in a way, like intoxicated. And I sat down wondering uh, what was happening to me. Uh, It was a very, very nice feeling, a very happy feeling. Uh, So that was, uh, I would say, the first experience. Uh, I didn't know much about the Holy Spirit except uh, remembering that at Confirmation, we, we got a little slap on our face and we received the Spirit. <laughs> and um, of course, every Pentecost, uh, we are reminded of the Spirit. Uh, but that experience uh, led me on a search. Uh, led me on a search uh, for many, many years, trying to understand why did Jesus give the Holy Spirit? First, tried to understand from my own life what was the role of the Spirit and then slowly trying to understand Uh, the role of the Spirit in the context of the whole Church. Uh, Today, I I begin to see uh, the gift of the Spirit in the whole context of uh, looking at creation and incarnation and then uh, God's um, pouring out the Spirit upon the Church today. Uh, So the work of the Spirit goes back right from the very beginning in creation itself where it says in Genesis that the, you know, the spirit hovered over the, the formless darkness and then God created the earth. And then when man was created, God breathed his spirit into, into man, meaning that our very existence is connected to the spirit. Uh, uh, but, then, uh, uh, but then if we look at the story of the whole Bible and why Jesus had to come, we see that... The, the, the spirit is a, a, a gift given in fulfillment of God's promise of a new covenant that he made uh, when the people of Israel were in captivity in Babylon. So we know if you know the story of the people of Israel, of course, it's the story of covenants, uh, God entering into relationship with his people through agreements, uh, even the first covenant with Adam and Eve, Uh, and then, of course, that covenant was broken when Adam and Eve did not uh, obey God, and then God initiating new covenants with individuals first like Noah and then Abraham, and then finally, through Moses, he entered into a covenant with his people that if his people obeyed him, followed him, then they would be a sign in the nation, a blessing to the nation. They would be a holy and priestly people. But then we know the story uh, Because they they were unfaithful, uh, they broke the covenant and they they ended up in exile. So in that uh, period when everything was taken away from them, uh, there the prophets Jeremiah, Ezekiel spoke about this new covenant, which involves uh, God's coming to forgive men, cleansing men of all their sins, but also putting his spirit within them so that they would be faithful to him and so we know the story of Jesus who came to to establish the new covenant and Jesus to his death and, and his resurrection uh, paid the price for our sins and won forgiveness for us. And so Pentecost is uh, is part of that whole work of Jesus in sealing the new covenant and now establishing the new uh, people of God uh, uh, through the coming of the Spirit. So uh, so the spirit is uh, is linked to this whole uh, work and mission of Jesus. Uh, it's not just something isolated, some experience that individual. Maybe like uh, maybe I had some some experience sometime back, but I see now uh, more and more that the spirit is really connected to our very uh, nature as a Catholic. Life, that means our very uh, existence as a Catholic. Is uh, connected to the
2: work of the Spirit. Now, if I just could add to to what Deacon, yeah, Deacon has given us a very well, you know, uh, taken us through a history of salvation in terms of in relation to the Spirit from the Book of Genesis. I think, in more in relation to uh, to John's Gospel, I think you know he says that if if Jesus doesn't go away, then he cannot give the Advocate, yes. uh, the yes. Advocate yes, or, exactly. or the Paraclete. You know, and and the yes. word that is used is the one that speaks. Uh, on his behalf, you know, so I think uh, partly the Holy Spirit is given to us also because so that, you know, God can can speak uh, through us to the world. Uh, and yes. I think that that's, that's the connection that people sometimes find it hard to make, I think, uh, in the sense, uh, you know, people generally you know, to pray to the Father, to pray to the Son. It's so much easier, yes. uh, but you know, the, the whole idea of the Holy Spirit is always, uh, at least from what I hear. You can confirm or, or not. Uh, people always associate the Holy Spirit only to the charismatic movement and, and don't, yeah. see, don't see it beyond, you know. But how, yeah. how do you see the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, renewing the life of the Church, being a part of the life of the people in an ordinary way, in an ordinary way? even yeah, for some involved in charismatic movement?
3: Yeah, so the, the, the Holy Spirit, as rightly, Father, you said that uh, Jesus promised... Uh, that you will, I will not leave you orphans, And uh, so, the coming of the Spirit is God's filling us with His presence. Uh, of course, as the the theology of the Spirit uh, evolved, then we see the the three, uh, the, the Trinity: Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit also has a person, uh, but of course, not in the way that uh, we would see as three separate entities. But the Holy Spirit itself is. Uh, equal in nature uh, with God. Uh, so the, the coming of the Spirit on Pentecost itself was like uh, tongues of fire. Uh, that also is, is as many, many uh, uh, links to Old Testament images that, that the people experience at Pentecost, wind and fire and all that. Uh, like fire is like maybe can be connected to Moses' experience of the burning bush of God or even the people of Israel, as they were journeying to the desert at night, they were guided by a pillar of fire. Uh, So the the presence of God uh, in our lives, uh, which comes through the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit is working in us, then in the ordinary experiences of life and all that we go through, uh, uh, we experience the reality of God that is very, very much close to us. That is, God is not someone far away. Indeed, Jesus did not leave us as orphans. You no, know, we, we are sons and daughters of God. And uh, God comes to dwell within us. And so if God is dwelling within us, then we can reach God. We can experience God. We can, actually, as you said, rightly, Father, we can hear uh, the voice of God uh, guiding us in all the choices that we make every day in our lives now.
1: Yeah, uh, just before we uh, continue the conversation, just like to remind the viewers that, you know, we're just getting started. So, you know, if you like to share this out to uh, your friends or family, you know, you can just share this post and also uh, um, on YouTube channel to share this out because we've got a good at least 40 minutes here with uh, Deacon and also Father Clarence. So, you know, it's a good time to just let your friends know that we're talking about Pentecost and the Holy Spirit and, uh, you know, just invite them to join us as well. So what I'm hearing from uh, Deacon and also Father Clarence is the connectedness of the Holy Spirit and uh, sometimes we may focus uh, a lot on our our Lord Jesus Christ and also on God but you know we tend to leave the Holy Spirit as uh, Father Clarence said some of us might just think it's just a charismatic uh, is for the charismatic people and stuff like that but uh, I guess for for us, um, uh, you know, speaking of myself, and all that, Deacon, how do we recognize the Holy Spirit in us? You know, we we know we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and all that. But how do we like know the Spirit is with us and and in us? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Spirit is uh, okay. It's it's a gift already given to us at baptism, so the Spirit is always there with us. But often we are we are the ones that do not. Uh, Know, open ourselves or we are not uh, attentive to the Spirit or we may have uh, put various blocks uh, in our lives up for, to the action of the Holy Spirit. But uh, the, uh, I mean, Scripture is very clear that if the Holy Spirit is working in our lives, then there would be certain uh, uh, manifestations of His work. Life. Of course, the the one that we are most familiar with is from Galatians five. Uh, 22, which speaks about the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and gentleness, and self-control. All those uh, beautiful qualities that Jesus himself had that helps us in our relationship, especially with our family members. Uh, then we have the other gifts, like for example, in Isaiah, where the prophet Isaiah speaks about uh, uh, this, the coming of the son of Jesse, uh, the stock of, from the stock of Jesse, yeah, who would be uh, a man filled with the spirit of God, with wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, and fear of the Lord, and fortitude, and one who makes right judgment, uh, uh, referring to all those qualities uh, uh, that, especially in the Old Testament, uh, these virtues and qualities were exalted in the great uh, prophets and leaders, uh, who were men of wisdom, who made good decisions, and be able to counsel people and make right judgment. So when when the, the spirit is working in us, then uh, we are people who uh, make good decisions in our life, and uh, because of the good decisions that we make, uh, we experience peace. We experience that kind of uh, good fruits in our life. You know, that uh, that means. Uh, we are people that uh, build unity, that build oneness with others. We are people who help others. Uh, we have uh, uh, that kind of uh, awareness of uh, of uh, of Christian truths because Jesus also said that the Spirit will lead us to the fullness of truth. Uh, so as we are opening up ourselves more and more to the Holy Spirit, then uh, we would... Uh, uh, be people who begin to really understand Christian truths and how it applies to our life. Lah. So, this would be maybe some signs eh, that uh, the Spirit is working in us. I,
2: th- I think one of the things, I just, I mean, wonderful, I think, I think it's, it's very nice that you say that, you know, the variety of gifts. Uh, sometimes, we tend to focus on certain gifts and not other gifts. Uh, of the Spirit. Uh, the Spirit brings yes. a whole variety, and, and it's nice that you remind us of that, uh, that yeah. a variety of gifts. And, and also because of the Pentecost experience, like what Kevin was asking, you know, Pentecost is quite, you know, big drama, you know, big you know, tongues of fire. <laughs> you know, yes. was one, one big party happening that night uh, uh, <laughs> in, that, in that upper room. So people seem to associate the work of the Holy Spirit as something extraordinary. But I think you rightly pointed out, even in the ordinariness of human life, uh, you know, good counsel, uh, making right decisions, uh, being a peacemaker, uh, that's how the Holy Spirit works also. Uh, And I think there's a variety of expressions of Holy Spirit uh, in the New Testament and in the Old Testament also. But we always tend to focus on, you know, the, the, (laughs) the. that that you know the the men were up there they were speaking in different languages and everybody understood them and that's what we're going to hear tomorrow <laughs> again at our first reading, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, in the subtleties of human life, also I think the spirit works tremendously. It's it just that awareness sometimes we do not have. We expect something extraordinary, uh, yes. that's it, you know. I I was just reflecting and I was just comparing as so I was preparing my homily. Uh, I, I was thinking you know. Uh, it, it, there are two versions. Uh, tomorrow's gospel is, you know, it's about Jesus just breathing the spirit into the disciples. You know, very yes. subtle, very subtle, very, you know, very, very, you know, not no not no, no manifestations, but you know, it, it's that spirit that is given. And yet we also have in the Acts of the Apostles, uh, the whole expression, how the spirit came and they were transformed. Uh so maybe I think also not to look for the extraordinary, but even in the ordinary, I think you pointed out so rightly. Uh, the Spirit works in us, and never to doubt that, because we yes. all have been given by baptism, right? Uh, yes. We've all been given the, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Thank you yeah, for the, reminding.
3: Yeah, yeah. The the uh, the extraordinary. Like, if I look back for myself, also maybe initially, I did experience all the extra extraordinary uh, manifestations that attracted me. You uh, uh, know, like uh, tongues or even healings or miracles. uh, seeing all these things happening uh, as uh, maybe uh, uh, evidence of Christ's presence today. Uh, And then, uh, but but the most important thing is, uh, these extraordinary experiences are not going to be something that you experience every day. (laughs) Maybe there are certain moments in our life, or maybe in certain, especially if we are very much involved in mission, then you might find God using you in extraordinary ways to touch people and help people but uh, for most of us i think uh, uh, we might not have a dramatic experience of the holy spirit you know i think for most of us it will be more of progressive you know, a progressive awareness uh, of god's love and god's presence and god's voice in our life uh, so i think the, the 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 progressive dimension is very very important now because uh, we might always think oh i'm not I'm not experiencing all this dramatic that means Holy Spirit is not working you know? uh, right. It is said like for example, uh, you don't have to have the give of tongues in order to 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 say that the Holy Spirit is in you. Uh, yeah. of course some Protestant circles would would link tongues with uh, with the sign of the spirit. but uh, for us Catholics, we don't uh, we don't make that connection uh, that uh, uh, maybe this gift is given, maybe for some reason God gives it, but uh, but the signs of the Spirit's work is more than all these uh, manifestations. Uh, the greatest sign would be uh, experiencing Christian growth, holiness, <laughs> and uh, becoming zealous of, and fire uh, with uh, with zeal to uh, bring Christ to others. Uh. I would say that uh, these are the more important signs we have to look whether the Holy Spirit is working, especially whether these days, especially, you know whether we have that kind of zeal uh, to bring Christ to others, uh, or we just, uh, know, going to church, uh, just fulfilling our daily obligations and doing some good works here and there. Uh, but I think uh, when God sent His Spirit, uh, it was to accomplish His mission for the world today. You know? Uh, so I think the, that dimension uh, of recognizing whether the Spirit is working in a person's life, uh, whether the person is uh, have that missionary dimension, uh, in, in, uh, the kind of zeal and fervor uh, to spread Christ's love to others.
1: You know Deacon, you speak about zeal and fervor. I'm just wondering um, you know what about for those who are very lukewarm? You know, um, and you know, Pentecost uh, in our confirmation talks, all they always talk about flaming the the, the fire Hi, or yeah. something like that. You know, how can we begin? I mean, at the starting point, how can uh, we rekindle that flame, especially for those who've been a long time, just lukewarm, not doing much, like you just said, yeah. uh, going to the motions, going to church, and you know, how do we rekindle that flame yeah. of uh, that spirit?
3: I, I think, in my opinion, uh, I think uh, many Catholics. Uh, have been uh, sacramentalized or or just catechized without being evangelized. That means that we're talking about evangelization. We're talking about experiencing the basic good news message. So I think the starting point is uh, helping Catholics to to be re-evangelized. That means uh, to be convicted of this uh, beautiful message uh, that the, the church has of, uh, of what Jesus came to bring about God's love, God's personal love for man, uh, and then uh, God's uh, 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 forgiving love and experiencing the mercy of God and uh, and uh, experiencing uh, uh, real conversion. Uh, uh, so I think the starting point uh, begins with the gospel uh, with, uh, with, uh, with of course uh, uh, the, to help people to to uh, rediscover the gospel uh, we need uh, people of faith. Uh, that means uh, because uh, the faith the faith has not, uh, not must not be just an intellectual faith uh, but a faith that is alive. Uh, a faith that, uh, that is filled with conviction, uh, a faith that uh, can uh, bat testimony to God's work in our life. Huh? Because I think people today are wanting to hear stories of faith, stories mm. that can encourage them of uh, the reality of God today and uh, the truths of the gospel as something real that can bring uh, meaning and purpose in our life. Huh? Uh, that can really bring joy into our lives i think uh, uh, we have to uh, uh, have more stories about about god's action in our life and speak more about god and what god wants to do in our lives uh, uh, so that uh, uh, so that our faith comes alive no? we we mm-hmm. begin to take god seriously yeah? uh, i think uh, that would be uh, that would be the way to help someone uh, experience the holy spirit
2: yeah. and i think you bring out you bring up, you know i've just been listening to you and you bring out a very good point uh, deacon uh, that, that the gifts of the holy spirit uh it, they come from god uh, it's it's ultimately god is the giver uh, and and if he is the giver then he chooses uh what to give when to give and to whom to give also uh, yes. uh, for for and it's always for something it's not just for the yes. personal sanctification or personal glorification but like you say it's always for mission uh, yes. it's always to be used in the context of mission you know yes. sometimes we have people who who pray for certain gifts because you know it's for themselves and i think i believe that it's not the gifts that are given not for the self but always to be used for the mission because the spirit is always associated with with the mission to continue yes. the, the mission of Jesus and I think it's very important I, I I like the way you you present this idea of god is the giver and he gives it for to be used for a particular purpose so to kevin's question you know you you cannot be lukewarm if you are you have received the holy spirit <laughs> there's, there's no room for being lukewarm uh there's no room for being uh uh, uh, uh and sunday catholic or an obligation kind of a catholic isn't it i mean that's that's the 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 whole idea of the gift being Given to each one of us for a mission, I think that's something that we all have to remember. Thank you. Yeah.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I guess uh,
1: speaking about gifts, we have some questions coming in. Uh, uh, first of all, maybe we can uh, we can ask what's the difference between the gifts and the fruit of the Holy Spirit?
3: Okay. The uh, the I would like to uh, uh, use of course jesus illustration would be the best line john 15 verse 5 uh, i am the vine you are the branches um, uh, and without without him we cannot bear fruit uh, so when we are walking with god uh, with the gifts of the spirit meaning uh, with wisdom with knowledge with understanding uh, making decisions with good counsel and good judgment with the, with the fear of the Lord, uh, with great courage. Uh, so when we are walking rightly with God, uh, and when God is working in our lives, then we produce the fruits. So the fruits are actually a result of God's work in us. Uh, so some people, they tend to say, I want to be patient, so I try to do various kinds of things to be patient uh, but actually patience is uh, comes when you learn how to to deal with situations with god's help la, you know? uh so when, when we look at situations with god's perspective uh, uh, so it is it is very much to de- uh, do with our vision the way we look at life the way we look at situations people's uh, various crises in our life and then when we can see god's work in all these various uh, Uh, situations and see things with the eyes of God, uh, then I think uh, more and more you will begin to uh, uh, manifest the fruits of the Spirit. So most often we are very limited in our vision. And not only in our vision, we are also very limited in our goal. We we don't see uh, uh, clearly the goal of the Christian life. Uh, And so we don't have a very, uh, sometimes maybe we, we have a very low expectations of what God is asking of us, but God's benchmark is very much higher. No? Uh, so uh, so when we, are, when we are focused on what God wants of us and we are trying to achieve uh, that goal, and then I think uh, slowly you begin to, your life becomes more and more wholesome. La. I would say that uh, you know, uh, walking righteously with God is very, very important in order to manifest the fruits
2: of the spirit. You know, so I, can I, have, I say that? Yeah. I have a very simple illustration that I use. I, I don't want to oversimplify things but you know sometimes when you <laughs> to talk to people trying to help them understand you know, I always use this I said you know uh you know if I give you you know I, I'm sure many of us have played lego. Kevin have you played lego before? Yes yes. Uh, so it's like it's like it's a bit like lego. I give you all the pieces. I give you a diagram. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's like the gift of the Holy Spirit. And finally, what you produce out of it into a shape, into a kind of a a, a 3D kind of a kind of a, a thing, that is the fruit of your fruit of what you have produced. So God mm-hmm. gives us all these things so that we can bear fruit. So it's like, you know, I'm saying. I mean, maybe as I said, I don't want to oversimplify, but you know, for sim- just to simply break it down, uh, the, the the gifts would be the the Lego pieces, the different size the different dimensions, you know, and then the, the diagram that all is given to us. And when you put it together in a beautiful shape, when you bear fruit, like Lincoln said, the fruits are bear testimony to the gifts that we receive also. Yeah.
3: But I Father, across, you know, sorry, I just yeah. wanted to add something yeah. to one. I came across recently another image here yeah, of the image of a boat with seven sails la. Uh, So this boat is uh, maybe uh, going on either a smooth sailing sea or a stormy sea, Uh, but uh, we have the controls. The sails will represent maybe the seven gifts of the Spirit, uh, but we have the control. Uh, That means uh, we have to make the choices in our lives, uh, in every every situation in our life, whether we want to, to walk in wisdom or all this, Different sails will represent these various gifts. Uh, and then, of course, the sails must be uh, geared such a way so that we can catch the wind of the Spirit. That means we still need the action of the Spirit in an ongoing way in our lives yeah, for us to, to move in a way that is right in the eyes of God. So uh, the ongoing uh, work of the Spirit in our life is very, very important. Our connection with God that's why the image of the wine and the branches are very—it's a very important image because we need to be connected daily with God and the Spirit in order to grow in this uh, fruits of the Spirit.
1: Yeah, so He has given us all the gifts. Uh, we are equipped with the gifts so we got no excuses, you know. But like Father Clarence talked about the Lego, I usually just blame that
2: one piece is missing, so I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, that, and that's where you begin to pray for that gift when you find something that's missing in your life. You begin to pray for that gift, and I, I think it's important also to pray for it, right, Deacon? I think. Uh, yes. You know, yes. To, to have yeah. to pray for the gifts also to have. Yeah. To know what you need in your life.
3: Yeah, i said these gifts actually are given to us at baptism, but we have to desire it through prayer. No? It means praying for those gifts uh, to increase in us. And also, we need to do certain things for these gifts to develop in our lives. Uh, For example, we need to study. We need to read the Word of God. We need to talk to people who may be wiser than us, who might be able to counsel us, uh, who may be able to guide us. Uh, So uh, we we can grow in these gifts. So as we grow in these gifts, then we become... We become people who bear more and more good fruit
1: in our life. You know, Father, you mentioned about praying for the gifts. Uh, I'm just wondering if our viewers, uh, if if they pray for any any particular gift, you know, we would just like to know. So if, if you're watching this right now and uh, if you pray for any particular gift, just let us know in the comments. We'd like to know uh, which gift you are praying for. I believe there seven, right? wisdom, <laughs> understanding, counsel, fortitude. You can tell I'm reading from the handphone. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not remembering the seven <laughs> gifts, okay. that's, that's knowledge, a good start. piety, and fear of the Lord. So, you yeah. know, if you're watching this right now to our viewers, just type in the comments. We'd just like to know what are the gifts that you are praying for and
2: maybe we can pray for you as well uh, towards the end of the show. Yeah. But but, uh, as, we could, yeah. as we pray, it's also, it's always for the glory of God, right, Deacon? I mean, it's not for yes, yourself. correct. It's yes. always for the glory of God that we, you know, if yeah. God is, I mean, I always tell little children, God is not like Santa Claus, you know. Uh, you pray for, you wish for, and you hope that it appears under your Christmas tree. Uh, <laughs> even to you for God's glory. Uh, yeah. To to use, you know, and I think uh, it's, it's a beautiful, I always have this this image, you know, uh, that, you know, there's this question about when Jesus does many of his miracles also, I mean, extraordinary miracles, you know, uh, the curing of the blind man. And and he, he says that, you know, uh, it is God's glory that, that will be manifested
3: it's yes, true, huh?
2: yeah. Hmm. I think the gifts are given uh, for God's glory. I think, the, uh, and I, I believe our prayers uh, to, to ask God, you know, what gives you the best glory, you know, that I can use yeah, uh, uh, to be yeah, able... Yeah,
3: this, uh, that's true. For the, the, I, I, I've been uh, uh, preparing uh, young people for confirmation for many years. Uh, but recently, uh, what what comes to me is the, you know, the example of St. Paul, uh, uh, because uh, St. Paul was telling Timothy uh, to stir up the gifts, stir into flame the gifts of the Spirit. Uh. And uh, the context of it was uh, Timothy was going through a lot as a young leader, was facing a lot of challenges in his life and, uh, and even personal struggles in his life. Uh. Uh, so uh, St. Paul was saying to Timothy, "You, when the hands were laid on you, you receive those gifts but you need to stir these gifts up to face these challenges eh, so that God God is glorified lah. you know uh, God's purpose is accomplished in your life you know that means you don't allow the challenges of your life to uh, to pull you down no? but rather you, to allow these challenges that you face to help you to become a more mature person lah. so I, I believe uh, that many of us I think, uh, when we are going through crisis moments, uh, uh, these are moments uh, uh, where we actually can really grow in these gifts.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, we're, we're taking questions from the viewers and uh, Ronnie has just uh, asked a question, uh, how can he know the Holy Spirit is with him? Uh, I think we, we sort of uh, touched on that earlier on in the show, but maybe we can add on with that with uh, another question uh is there a specific technique that you can teach people on how to hear the holy spirit so um you know if we, we're we still wondering about the holy spirit in us uh deacon you have talked about the fruits oh. that we that, that that we we do but how can we hear the holy spirit
3: okay uh, uh one john uh four uh saint john speaks about discerning the spirit that means uh there are different types of spirits that could be working in us. No? Either uh, it is the Holy Spirit or our human spirit or it could be even the, the evil one. No? Uh, so uh, that discernment is something that's so important in our lives to recognize whether something is from God or whether something comes from your own selfish desires uh, or sinful desires. Because we, we still have within us the fallen nature. Uh, so we have uh, desires that might not be right in the eyes of God. Or we might be experiencing the temptations that comes uh, from the evil one. Now. So, uh, so uh, recognizing the voice of the Spirit, because if God is asking us to do something, then it will be something that will bring glory to God it will bring it will be something that makes us come closer to god uh, at the same time it will also bear the good fruits lah, of love and uh, goodness and kindness and unity uh, in, uh, in 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 our lives lah, no uh, so if uh, if if uh, if we are, uh, are making choices that is bring about a lot of, uh, of chaos within us then probably uh, maybe you're not hearing uh, the voice of the spirit,
2: uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I think the voice here, I, sometimes mistaken is that you can begin to hear voices, you know. It's not... <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. I think if you begin to yeah, hear of course, voices... Uh,
3: <laughs> of course, sometimes, uh, I mean, extraordinarily, maybe we yeah. might feel uh, that kind of uh, a voice uh, or that, but uh, normally, it is that normal uh, experiences we have within us, uh, <laughs> Uh, uh the various uh, we call about uh, i mean said english speaks about the, the the different feelings that we go through within us and trying to discern these feelings uh, whether it is even uh, god is involved in those feelings or whether it's just uh, uh, something that is uh, not of god now. yeah, yeah. I
2: guess- and any it stirring in the heart, isn't it? I mean, deep within what you feel, you know, that uh,
3: Yes, that also is another kind of that desire that grows within us uh, that could be signs that the spirit is working in us, like calling us in a particular direction. May might not be uh, something extraordinary, but uh, it is something that we feel that passion, that conviction, that inclination to to something uh, that seems to be coming over and over, you know, uh, that's drawing us to do something that that maybe God is calling us to do.
1: Yeah, I suppose when we hear those voices, I think uh, St. Paul told us to test it out and, and yes. to see if, if it's true. But of course, if you're hearing uh, voices quite often, uh, maybe you should just make a <laughs> to, the doc- to the doctor.
3: St. <laughs> <laughs> Ignatius speaks about the consolation and desolations experiences. Uh, but of course, consolations are very clear signs of God's work, uh, but even desolation, uh, God is sometimes even working in our in our desolate moments. But again, when you, when we are going through desolation, it can be also a moment where we are also struggling with our inner uh, uh, desires. That means we have the desire that is more selfish and self-centered love.
1: Well as we uh, uh, screen more questions coming in um, you know I just want to maybe we can talk a bit about uh, our blessed mother Mary as we know the spirit helps us to be a model uh, to be disciples and our blessed mother is the model of disciples uh, Deacon. maybe we can talk yeah. a bit about how the Holy Spirit has worked in her life and mission.
3: Yeah yeah for me uh, I would say Mary is the, it's a, a really a very good model of a spiritual Christian. Uh, because even uh, the church uh, recognizes her as the spouse of the Holy Spirit. That means she has such a, a intimate uh, uh, relationship with the Holy Spirit. But the fact that she was immaculately uh, conceived. Uh, so, uh, but if you look at Mary's life, uh, uh, especially uh, looking at the Annunciation, when uh, when the angel came to. to to let her know that God is calling her uh, to be the instrument uh, to to bring forth the Messiah into the world. Of course, Mary as a Jew, she was like all many Jews, they were waiting for the coming of the Messiah. Uh, Many Jews were every day praying for the coming of the Messiah. So Mary must have been someone who may have been waiting on God praying for uh, this fulfillment of God's promise because the people of Israel were almost 400 years, they were under foreign domination, first with the Babylonians, the Persians, then the Greeks, and then during the time of Jesus, the Romans. So they were they were really longing for a Messiah. And so when Mary heard uh, uh, the invitation from God to the angel, uh, Of course, the Bible story tells us that Mary was already betrothed to Joseph, but not yet fully married in the sense. But uh, betrothal is maybe the first step of marriage, but not living together. Probably, normally a Jewish person would take maybe a a year before they live together. And there's a whole ceremony to that. Uh, So a lot of things were going through Mary's mind. What would Joseph say? What would people say? Suddenly, I'm going to have a child. Uh, But yet uh, Mary said yes to God when the angel said, uh, the child in your womb will be conceived to the power of the Holy Spirit. So here we see Mary trusting in the power of the Holy Spirit. Something impossible, that means uh, humanly it's impossible to have a child without uh, a relationship with a man. But yet Mary trusted And said yes to God. Uh, So that dimension of uh, accepting God's plan in your life, uh, trusting in God, I think is a very, very important dimension of of yielding to the Holy Spirit, of allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our life. uh. And so all through Mary's life, uh, we see that dimension in our life, how faithfulness uh, even at the wedding at Cana, you know, uh, she told the uh, servants, uh, do whatever he tells you. Uh, so it is like, uh, yes, he asked Jesus, but then submitting to whatever Jesus wants to do. Uh, so we see that attitude in Mary and even at the cross, you know, uh, that attitude of submission. And uh, then we see Mary, even with the, with the church, praying together with the early disciples at Pentecost, Probably she was there to encourage the apostles to really believe that God will fulfill that promise of the Holy Spirit which Jesus spoke about. Uh, so we see Mary, uh, uh, faithfulness committed to God's plan. She was not about doing her plan, living her life according to what she wanted. Her desire was always to do what God wanted. And she was willing to give up the marriage with Joseph to follow God's plan. (laughs) She was willing to face the the ridicule of people. She was willing to give up her reputation. What would people think uh, having a child now without uh, being married, (laughs) uh, fully married? And so so we see in Mary uh, someone who actually had the the fullness of the, the gifts of the Spirit. We talk about fear of the Lord. No, she really uh, completely feared God in the sense that the reverence of, of God to please God above everybody else. <laughs> uh, so mm-hmm. we see we see in Mary all these uh, beautiful gifts of the Spirit uh, uh, um, being manifested in her life. Uh, which then you can see the fruits no, of patience, of, uh, you know, of uh, being there, of enduring long-suffering. Uh, being silent, uh, not uh, uh, Mary didn't do extraordinary things like preaching or healing. We don't see any of those extraordinary manifestations of the Spirit through Mary. Of course, now we we see that uh, you no know, uh, Mary's uh, through her intercession, people are experiencing those gifts. Uh, but in her human life, we see uh, uh, Mary's uh, the fruits of the Spirit as the most tangible manifestation of the spirit working in our life.
2: Yeah, I think it's a nice connection. Uh, I think maybe some people may, may remember, some people may not recall. Uh, tomorrow is the feast of the Pentecost and May 31st is also the feast of the visitation. Wow! Uh, <laughs> so it's a it's a nice, uh, you know, kind of a combination of, of two celebrations. But of course, you know uh, the solemnity of of the Pentecost supersedes the feast of the visit <laughs> and then you know we don't celebrate in our churches tomorrow but yeah it's it's a nice I think you you have given us a, a nice uh, 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 connection between the Holy Spirit and Mary and it's so beautiful that tomorrow we have both feasts uh, celebrated together in the in the church how Mary is the model example for each one of us uh, yes. in, in a beautiful in a beautiful way yeah. Yeah, we have someone who is... And here we have a... Uh, yeah, go ahead, Father. Yeah, uh, Janet is... Mother Mary and the disciples experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, experiencing a new beginning, empowered, and thereon went on boldly to evangelize, speak of the love of Christ. Should then every Catholic to receive this baptism of the Holy Spirit, living a life in the Spirit, receiving the gifts? Um, yeah, so I, I think maybe just to kind of uh, put this question... Uh, you, you want to speak a little bit, where is, in, in a short way, we all talk on this baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, okay. Deacon, would you like to say something yeah, the, about the,
3: the The baptism of the Spirit is, uh, I mean, of course, uh, this uh, terminology was uh, uh, primarily uh, used uh, when the charismatic renewal began uh, uh, in the Life of the Spirit seminar. Uh, but the, the, the terminology was used not to signify uh, a new sacrament because uh, in Catholic theology we believe that when we are sacramentally baptized we already receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That means we are fully immersed in the Spirit. Uh, so uh, when a person goes through a life in the Spirit Seminar we are primarily talking about uh, coming to a, a awakening of those gifts. That means what we have already received at our baptism uh, we 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 go through a process uh, where we become uh, more aware and we kind of expect. Uh, probably many of us, when we were baptized, even like say for myself, I was baptized as a baby, so I was not very conscious of the the meaning of my baptism. And probably even as I was growing up and went through confirmation, I was not really conscious uh, what actually was I going through. Like, you know? Uh, so a seminar, like say a life and spirit seminar, is like making you consciously aware uh, what it means to be a Christian. What are the what are what are the basic Christian truths that Jesus came to bring? And then you make you renew your baptism. That means you make that conversion experience uh, to give your life to God. And then you you pray for the Holy Spirit. We have uh, maybe a, a simple ritual of people laying hands and praying, but uh, but we are praying now uh with that kind of expectations uh, expectation uh, for the holy spirit to work uh. Uh, probably for many of us uh, in as we were growing up as catholics we maybe we didn't uh, have that kind of uh, preparation and even that kind of expectation maybe maybe we probably didn't have a clear understanding of what god wants to do in our lives and uh, what the holy spirit can do in our lives and then we we don't uh, come praying with that kind of expectation uh, so uh, 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 this is maybe something that uh, catholics today you know we in order to of course we don't have to strictly go through a life in the spirit seminar to experience the holy spirit we have in the history of the church many many people who have experienced the holy spirit in their life huh? i mean this this seminar was just Developed in the charismatic renewal. Now. So basically, I think any Catholic who takes seriously the Catholic truths, who go through a process of conversion and, uh, and come before God with, uh, especially when I mean, we're preparing for Pentecost, we come with that kind of prayer expectation. That means uh, you believe that God has promised you the Holy Spirit. He will give you the spirit. That means, uh, like uh, Jesus is not so stingy that he doesn't want to want to give the Holy Spirit. No? In uh, in Luke chapter eleven, uh, Jesus says, you "No, know, how much more the Father, like a good father, would give many good things to their kids, eh? not give a scorpion if you ask for something good." Eh? In the same way, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Eh? So that kind of Thirsting for the Spirit, desiring for the Spirit, asking for the Spirit. I think all these things. If we do it, we do a good preparation for Pentecost. Pentecost itself can be uh, an experience of a growing deeper in the life of the Spirit. So we may have a certain measure of the life of the Spirit, but I believe that every Pentecost there we can go deeper, deeper in our life in our journey with with the Spirit and also with the Spirit working in us. So very much depends on our disposition, our preparation uh, in this journey uh, towards God.
1: Yeah, a deeper understanding I think is uh, something that um, you know, Father, like, like Deacon has been mentioning the LSS. You know, we've all have been through that LSS uh, when we were young. And uh, those days, maybe there were not so, so many programs on the understanding of baptism, of the Holy Spirit and stuff. But today, we do have a lot of programs in our churches that can help us to understand this
2: better. Isn't it, Father Clarence? Yeah, I mean, I believe that you know, every program is an opportunity to, to get to know God better. Whichever program, you know, whether it's LSS or some other program you're talking about. Um, the spirit is equally present in every 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 program. Uh, maybe in the life in the spirit seminar, there's a greater emphasis uh, on the Holy Spirit. It does not mean that it is absent from maybe the RCIA program or it is absent from the Bible program. I mean, the, the Holy Spirit doesn't take a holiday uh, from those programs. <laughs> and only present during LSS. No, I mean every program. But I think Deacon mentioned it. You know, it's the awareness and the awakening uh, yes. that might happen in every program. You know, sometimes we have people going from one program to another. You know, just moving, doing the motions of running from one program to another program, but be, without you know a kind of a reflection, without a kind of a sense of awareness, uh, without a kind of a, a kind of a renewal uh, that each program brings. Uh, and when there's this renewal is happening, uh, that's that's the work of the spirit, definitely work of the spirit, and and, and nothing and nothing else. Uh, so. To our listeners out there, whichever program you're going to, the, the spirit is present. Be aware, be aware of it. Uh, I mean, let's not forget even even the mass. You know, yes. you
0: know
2: yeah. <laughs> we often you know sometimes I have this people say you know I, I'm going to a charismatic mass. I'm mean, say what's different from, <laughs> from the Sunday mass? I can ask them sometimes. You know, uh, you know, but maybe the emphasis is different. But doesn't hmm. mean that the spirit is absent. Uh, the yes. spirit is present in in everything that we do, and to become aware. And I think. Sometimes the terminology, like you said, rightly, Deacon, the word baptism of the Holy Spirit is seen like something different from the baptism that you receive, either as an infant or you know, but I think it's a one whole continuous process. Yes. Uh, you, you were saying earlier about, you know, progression. Uh, yes. uh, stages, you know, It's the stages in our life uh, that we go deeper and deeper into the faith. Uh, I think yes. that's the awareness that we all need also, Kevin. Uh. So, mm. you know, do not doubt that whatever program that you're going for, that the Holy Spirit is not there. The Holy Spirit is there. Uh, just be aware of it. You know. And I think the Holy yeah. Spirit in, in all of us. Deacon rightly point, pointed out. You know, God is not stingy. God gives <laughs> it to us. You know. <laughs> we need to become aware of it. Uh, that the yeah. Spirit works through us. You know. And and I think one of the things I often tell people at Pentecost is, you know, pray, uh, pray with an open mind, pray with an open heart, uh, to allow God to renew you. Uh, that yeah. awareness will happen. Uh, in each one of us. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. I think, uh, uh, Father, this this is very uh, true. uh, uh, And I think, uh, especially at this particular period in the church, uh, we really need to uh, uh, really call on the Holy Spirit uh, because the Spirit is the source of all renewal and transformation. Uh, For me, personally, uh, uh, when when I look back at my life, when I look back at church history, because we know that uh, the spirit uh, works at different periods of church history, uh, uh, bringing transformation and renewal. And it is very interesting uh, that uh, in the 19th century, uh, there was a sister by the name of Sister Alina. No? And uh, she she uh, uh, started a congregation of, of, of Oblates of the Holy Spirit. And in 1985 to 1902. 19- 1903, uh, uh, she wrote about 10 letters to uh, Pope Leo XIII, asking Pope Leo XIII to uh, to emphasize on the Holy Spirit. And uh, and then in 1897, Pope Leo came out with an encyclical on the Holy Spirit. And in that encyclical, encouraging all parishes uh, to pray the novena of the Holy Spirit from Ascension to Pentecost. Now what is interesting is uh, now this Alina in 1959, Pope John the Twenty Third canonized her, no, made her a, a blessed, and called her an apostle of the Holy Spirit. And when uh, Pope John the Twenty Third convened Vatican II, uh, he began with that prayer: no, Renew, O Lord, your wonders these days, uh, with a new Pentecostal. Uh, so when I look back and I even read, uh, look back at the Pope Leo's document on the Holy Spirit, all that, like we are living at a, a period in world and church history, maybe the last 200 years especially, uh, with a lot of modern uh, theories and philosophies of how to live life and, and a lot of confusion, how to uh, how to really connect with God, how to find happiness in life. Uh, um there are a lot of untruths like, half or half-truths. Like. So the Holy Spirit uh, is the spirit of truth. Uh, more and more, I'm convinced uh, that uh, we need to pray for the Holy Spirit so that we may have a real clarity of vision, uh, what it means to be a Christian and how to live as a Christian in this modern world. Uh, I think Vatican II began that process. And, uh, and we are facing many, many challenges in today's world. Uh, even in our own personal lives, uh, we face many, many challenges. Uh, so today, like many, uh, unlike many other periods of church history, this is one period where we really need to call on the Holy Spirit to enlighten us, to guide us, to lead us. Uh, I would say that uh, I am I, always touched by this story of uh, Pope uh, John the 23rd, when uh, when he was speaking to a group of charismatic uh, uh, leaders, uh, and then he told them uh, his own story of his devotion to the Holy Spirit. He said, when he was about nine years old, uh, when he was doing badly in his studies, uh, his father gave him a book on the Holy Spirit, a prayer on the Holy Spirit. Uh, and then he said, uh, from that day onwards, nine years old onwards, uh, Every day he prayed pray that prayer to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I was very uh, touched by him because all of us know he is such a great saint, a great prophet of our times. Uh, he has given good direction for the church. Uh, so I believe uh, the, 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 the Spirit uh, wants to work in our lives. <laughs> and, uh, and, and at this time, particularly, uh, there are so many changes happening all around us, and the church itself has to adapt to, the, to these changes and even become missionary in these times. Uh, I think the Holy Spirit is very much needed uh, because it is only the Holy Spirit that's going to raise up a new generation of apostles and evangel evangelists, and it's only the Holy Spirit that's going to keep the church united uh, in spite of all our diversity. <laughs> It is the spirit that keeps us one uh, so it's it's uh, it's uh, a very very unique period I would say in church history like.
1: all right wonderful I guess that's a good way to end uh, the show you know talking about uh, praying for the Holy Spirit especially in the time that we're in right now challenging times and also uh, to continue the mission of the church uh, for the Clarence says usual before we end we say a closing
2: prayer but uh, maybe you'd like to add a few words too i just like to take this opportunity to, to, to all our listeners. Firstly, to thank Deacon for coming on the show, uh, for thank speaking you. to us uh, about the Holy Spirit and the, the role of the Holy Spirit in the Church and in our lives. Uh, to all our listeners out there, uh, as we celebrate Pentecost, you know, uh, some commentators say that Pentecost is the birthday of the Church. You know, that's when Peter has filled with the Spirit, goes out and makes this big, great sermon and everybody understood. Uh, so, well, if you subscribe to that uh that interpretation. So, happy birthday to all of us, (laughs) Uh, let's celebrate it, but I think it must also lead us, uh, as Deacon has pointed out, you know, to the renewal of the self, the community, and the church, and that's what the Spirit is all about. Ultimately, everything like, you know, for the greater glory of God is what we need to work towards. Uh, so, So, let me just end with our traditional not-so-traditional tr- not prayer to the Holy Spirit that we have in the Church, uh, to use that as our concluding prayer uh, as we prepare ourselves to celebrate the Feast of the Pentecost tomorrow. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Thank you very much Father Clarence and uh, also thank you to Deacon, Clement Samuel, Deacon you're always welcome on our show, we hope you'll come back and we can talk more about the Holy Spirit or any other topic that you you like to share with our viewers. Well that's today's episode, if you joined us midway or towards the end, watch the replay on Facebook, Catholics at Home Podcast, also on YouTube and Spotify and share this uh, broadcast with your family and friends. Thank you so much for joining us on this show. I'm Kachan Kevin on behalf for Father Clarence and our special guest today, Deacon Clement Samuel. We'd like to wish you a happy and blessed Pentecost. We'll see you again. Goodbye. Bye-bye. We've seen a lot of good come from the movement control order in Malaysia. In spite of all the restrictions, we've seen God bring humanity closer, families spending more time together, and kind hearts giving to the less fortunate. We have many things to thank God for, especially for all the frontliners from doctors to nurses to admin staff and the cleaners. As the number of infections and deaths gradually drop, restrictions begin to loosen, we place our hope and trust in His mercy. As we present this song, Betapa Hatiku from the Catholics at Home Virtual Choir.
0: Betapa hatiku menerima kasih Tuhan, Kamu mengasihi ku, Kamu milikku. Seluruh hidupku, ragaku, harta kekayaan yang sungguh berarti. hanya Tuhan Hidupku Seperti Sepaya... Have